Welcome to another Healthy Bite. My name is Dr. Ron Ehrlich. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I am recording this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Well, this week we had a real treat and we spoke to speech pathologist Nikki Martin. Now, I've got a confession to make here, and that is that I consulted with Nikki for uh, an issue that has been going on for many, many years, frustratingly so, called silent reflux. Well, I actually didn't know it was silent reflux. Just a chronic throat clearing and little cough that I have had for a long time. And, and um, you know, one can become used to that kind of thing, although... Uh, those around you are generally irritated by it. Uh, I have a very understanding family, clearly, but this has been going on for a long time. But uh, it, uh, Nikki is a speech pathologist, and one of the things that you know, I find so fascinating about speech pathology is there are just so many aspects to it that people um, are so totally unaware of. And uh, there's a whole area of speech pathology called laryngology, which is what Nikki specializes in. And we discussed all the factors which were around silent reflux. And uh, it was a great episode because it really reminded me of how interconnected the body is. Turns out that, um, you know, respiratory infections that may have been mild, you may have just brushed aside years and years ago, uh, can affect muscle tone and muscle memory, which then, because it's weaker, uh, results in a chronic problem, which just becomes part of your everyday life. And uh, reflux is an issue we've dealt with with uh, recently with Dr. Jim Papadopoulos, pediatric respiratory and sleep medicine physician. And Jim um, was talking about the impact of reflux on young children, um, and that's about gut health. But this really elevated the about how we eat, not and as well as what we eat. And I, that's what I really liked about it. And in the episode, we touch on this uh, thing that uh, Nikki has also incorporated into her treatment, which is a, a, a device which looks no bigger than a, um, a pipe, if you like, called Breather Fit, which is like a little tube that's uh, about six inches long. It's got a little ball on the end and you blow into it. And it has resistance on both your inhale and your exhale, and you can change the level of resistance. And what that does is tone up pharyngeal and laryngeal muscles, which become very floppy as we get older and is one of the reasons why we snore. Not only does the jaw drop back at night and the tongue blocks the airway, but also the muscles of the pharynx and the larynx become um, weak and vibrate during uh, breathing. And uh, so that's why we make noises at night as well. So the breather fit is a great tool. I've known for some time that if I would practice doing um, a didgeridoo, using a didgeridoo, again, indigenous knowledge, I'm going to get on and and learn more about uh, didgeridoos, but didgeridoos provide us with tone in our in our throat and from our diaphragm and really improve our breathing that uh, we're going to be exploring uh, in the coming months. But the Breather Fit is a really simple tool to use uh, for that. And uh, it's basically a um, set uh, with a very long inhale from the diaphragm, as, as long an inhale as you can, and exhale long as you can and repeat that 10 times, then have a rest for about a minute 
and repeat it again. So the whole exercise takes no more than two or three minutes. It's done twice a day and it really does help tone up those muscles. Now, and I love the fact that that also is a focus on diaphragm, which another guest of ours, uh, Pran Yoganathan, gastroenterologist, mentioned that people who suffer from reflux, heartburn or indigestion, often are really suffering from an underdeveloped diaphragm because the little sphincter that the esophagus passes through passes through the diaphragm into the stomach. So um, this is why tone of your diaphragm is so important. Now using, this is what I love about this episode, using diaphragmatic breathing to increase the tone of your larynx also has other positive effects. It get You get to use the entire capacity of your lungs. So if breathing well is important, and any regular listener of this program will know it is, then using your diaphragm means you use all of your lungs. If you've got two sets of lungs, you may as well use all of them, not only half of them. And if you're pulling your lungs up from your neck and shoulders to breathe in, which people do, then you're really not using the full capacity. And using the full capacity of your lungs through the diaphragm has so many positive effects as well as toning up and reducing your likelihood of having reflux or heartburn or indigestion. But added to that is your 10, 12 or 15 breaths per minute. As you use your diaphragm, you also massage the internal organs of the gastrointestinal tract. And that has a very positive effect on their function and also on lymphatic drainage around the area. And on top of that, as though that isn't enough, you're also improving pelvic floor muscle. And pelvic floor tone is important for anybody. Well, any woman that's had a baby definitely needs to be toning up their pelvic floor. You know, the risk of incontinence is there following on from childbirth. But as we get older, and by older I mean over the age of 45 or 50, urinary incontinence is a problem and good pelvic floor muscle tone is important. I know when I had prostate cancer and I had a prostatectomy, my um, I went to see a physiotherapist to improve my pelvic floor exercises, my pelvic tone. So here we are talking about silent reflux and improving tone of laryngeal and pharyngeal muscles, but in the process, we're improving breathing, we're improving diaphragmatic tone, we're making the incidence of gastrointestinal or gastroesophageal reflux reduced, we're improving health of internal organs and improving pelvic floor. How holistic is that? What I also loved about the episode and my time with Nikki Martin is she highlighted to me what I had become very blasé about, and that is how I consume liquids, how I consume liquids. Now, intermittent fasting is something that I've been doing, and what I would generally have done is have one or two cups of coffee in the morning, and that would be it. I wouldn't eat until 12 o'clock. But the problem with coffee is that it it, it is a, a stimulant, neurostimulant, muscle relaxant, and uh, that's not good for reflux, and it also affects the acidity within the, the stomach, as does caffeine in general. So using non-caffeinated drinks like water, plain water, is an excellent way of 
uh, quenching your thirst. And if you had to use some teas, being careful not to use green tea, which is also quite high in caffeine, but using things like uh, chamomile or maybe jasmine a tea would be a good alternative there. But also, interestingly, as I've reduced my uh, in, uh, my intake of, of alcohol, I've got into a very bad habit, and that was to treat myself with some sparkling water. So I would sit down at a restaurant and up would come the waiter and go, would you like still or sparkling or just tap water? And I would always go sparkling water because um, I thought I'd treat myself and I'd usually water down my rosé or white wine with it and make a spritz anyway, which would last longer. But of course, carbonated water does not set you up well for effective digestion, nor does drink drinking water through a meal. And that is so often the case in restaurants. The waiters always come up being good waiters to fill your glass up. And drinking through a meal is not a great way of improving your digestion, or but it's a good way of, of predisposing you to either gastrointestinal reflux or laryngeal and pharyngeal reflux or silent reflux. So how we eat is really important and how we incorporate fluids into our diet and the way we eat is important. So as a general rule now, if I have a glass of wine, I will have a glass of wine before I eat, but I will stop having wine for at least 10 or 15 minutes before I start eating. And I will stop drinking for 10 or 15 minutes before I start eating. And then I will not drink through my meal and I will not drink for 10 or 15 minutes after the meal. And then I might have a cup of herbal tea at the end at that point. But I stay away from carbonated drinks and fuzzy drinks while I'm in my eating cycle. So I thought that was really important and very empowering. Um, you know, she does use some medications, which on a very short term basis, you know, which, uh, which is, uh, which is fine, you know, but it was such a great episode and it's been such a great professional interaction for me personally, the improvement that it's made to my chronic cough, which had been on a very low grade level, varying from time to time, obviously depending on what I was eating or how I was eating and what I was eating and how I was drinking and what I was drinking. Um, so that really alerted me to a, a better way of being and I feel so much better for it. And a chronic cough problem that I've had probably for almost over 30 years has gone through probably a 90% reduction now about two months into my uh, conscious effort at how to treat it. So this week's episode expands our knowledge of uh, speech pathology. We had a great episode which another, with another speech pathologist about last year, Sharon Moore, who wrote a book called Sleep Wrecked Kids. So that's a whole other branch of speech pathology called oral myology, which is all about encouraging nasal breathing, not mouth breathing. And that in turn has an impact on laryngeal and pharyngeal health. So this is all about a holistic approach to healthcare and exactly why Unstress and our Unstress online community is happening. So log on to the site, join the club, be part of the community. There's some exciting things that are being planned in terms of great resources our podcast, this is another great thing that we've, we've just have gone back over the last three years of podcasts and I've pulled out some of my 
all-time favourites and curated that with commentary into what is called the Unstress Lab. So we've combined about two or three highlights in each program. We're up to 12 episodes now, but that's only available on the Unstress uh, 12-month program. So become part of the community. Boy, if there's ever a need for being involved with a like-minded community, I think now is the time. So join in. Um, I hope this finds you well. Until next time, this is Dr. Ron Ehrlich. Be well. This podcast provides general information and discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice or as a substitute for care by a qualified medical practitioner. If you or any other person has a medical concern, he or she should consult with an appropriately qualified medical practitioner. Guests who speak in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions.